0: Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing a more of a coaching session to you today. Uh, it, it's a, it's an interview of Dr. Cameron Myers in St. Louis, and he had a couple growth issues. And and yes, I say issues because even having growth uh, can cause issues if you're not careful. And we're going to work through what you would do if you had uh, a fair amount of money kind of sitting on the sideline and you needed to invest that into your practice to get over kind of a, a roadblock in the sense of growth and, and how to use that money as a capital investment in your practice, and actually see a return on that, right? Um, and so we dive into that, and then we we kind of um, have an offshoot conversation a little bit about some ancillary services he has in his office, and you know the, the space requirements and investing in marketing for that. Um, but the the essence of this interview is to uh, answer the question: What do I do with the money sitting in the business? Uh, and I want to use it as a capital expenditure for growth of my practice versus say, uh, you know, renovating your kitchen or uh, joining the country club. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of hard decisions when we, when we have some extra money, you know, you could, uh, you could pay yourself that and invest it in the stock market, right. You could have fun with it. You could hire, you could buy equipment, you could save for a new office. Like we dive into that. And I, I ask, a lot of questions to get to the root of what would be best in this uh, interview with Dr. Cameron Myers. So enjoy. And we'll be having more of these types of, um, you know, quote unquote coaching sessions as we go along and just trying to make sure we're solving some uh, maybe growth issues or just, you know, issues in general where uh, we really are facing a tough situation. So I hope this is helpful for you and we'll continue to do these in the future. Before our episode, I want to announce a new sponsor for the podcast, and that is the Grip Approach. Have you thought about adding more rehab services to your office yet stalled, not knowing where to begin? Most of us know our patients would benefit from skilled rehab in addition to adjustments, but the process can seem daunting to implement and to know exactly what to do to get good results. As chiropractors, we're skilled at palpating the spine to know where to adjust. And the GRIP approach allows us to do the same thing with rehab. By essentially palpating a patient's movement control with a series of simple tests, GRIP shows you which rehab exercise to utilize, the best tissue therapies to use, and how often to do it for exceptional results with your patients every time. The best part is GRIP is organized online in a way that you can access seamlessly during patient care. By simply typing in a body region plus the movement of issue, you will get tons of great information on how to help your patients via quick one-minute clips and detailed notes. Right now, their their introductory course is 100% free on gripapproach.com. That is G-R-I-P approach.com. So there's no reason not to check it out today. All right, welcome to the show, Cam. I really appreciate your time today. As I had discussed in the introduction, uh, we're going to try uh, our best to solve a, a good problem in this episode, a, a growth problem that we uh, all love to have. And so we're going to, we're going to dive into that particular scenario. But before we do tell us audience, tell our audience a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and we'll go from there.
1: Hey doc. Thanks for having me. My name's Cam Myers, I'm a chiropractor in St. Louis, Missouri, I guess I'm in my 11th year of practice now kind of getting to a point, you know, we, we all start out, all we want is a, is a busy practice. And then when we start to get there, we go through these growing pains of mm-hmm. time management and uh, bang for buck in terms of staffing, mm-hmm. location, what to do when these situations arise that we need some help with. And mm-hmm. so i um, grateful to be on today and work through some of that. I'm married. I've got two boys. Nice. And, you know, they watch me in the basement a lot on Fridays and Sundays, mm-hmm. trying to hide out from them so I can get all the insurance filed and all of my notes caught up. And, you know, I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of missing out on other mm-hmm. things. And uh, I kind of feel like I should have had that all figured out by now. But, you know, we we started this on a shoestring budget and got to where we are through mm-hmm a lot of sweat equity. And uh, here we are. And I'm trying to figure out how to free up some time. That's my main freedom thing is just more time
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: to spend with my family. So
0: perfect. Yeah, no, that's a, a common complaint, obviously. And the exciting part of about being a chiropractor, in my opinion, is that we do have the ability once you get to the point where you maybe own your own practice, you know, if you start bringing in some revenue or have some Extra money sitting aside, you can start to trade, you know, dollars for uh, time. It could be, you know, other freedoms like purpose and things of that nature. I know we've talked a lot about it on this podcast. The the four freedoms of strategic coach, which is time, money, purpose, and relationship. And so, you can really start to chip away at that when you start having some nice profits and things like that. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, right?
1: Sounds great.
0: Yeah and so lay the scenario for us you know we're we're on the other end for the most part of this pandemic I'm I know I'm very bullish on our profession moving forward we're doing a lot better as a profession than we were or I shouldn't say than we were uh, than I expected we would do if if we were rewinding this and it was say April of 2020 I was really concerned mm-hmm about people wanting to be touched and close quarters and things like that. But I talked to a lot of chiropractors and overall we're we're doing well. I can't, you know, I don't want to say everybody is, but for the most part, I think we're all coming on the other side of it. Would you agree to that?
1: Absolutely. I'm proud of us as a profession, how a lot of guys in the rehab world figured out how to go virtual. That isn't me face-to-face old school, mostly Mm -hmm. diversified. I'm hugging people all day long this last year and a half. And luckily, we never had any scares in the office. I never had anybody call the next day and say, oh, I'm positive now. Mm -hmm. We made it through, you know, that initial, those initial few months before the PPP stuff rolled in. Everybody was losing sleep, wondering if my Mm -hmm. lights are going to be able to be kept on. But we got that first PPP check. And after that, we were pretty much cooking with gas. I mean, I had a couple months where Mm -hmm. we slowed way down. And it was kind of nice to reconnect with my family and some Mm -hmm. friends and was doing about two and a half days a week. And, but by July, August, I was busier than I was pre COVID.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and know. it's interesting. I, I was using, I was talking to a patient recently about hotels down here in Florida. They're charging like astronomical amounts and it's, we're, we're pretty back to normal down here. And we're just using hotels as an example. And, and it's kind of relatable to chiropractic where a lot of the hotels got a lot of money Last year, and now they're very profitable in 2021, and so uh, they're sitting on a lot of that money, and they're going to be really profitable now. So you're going to see, you know, the hotel industry is probably going to be doing pretty good in a lot of parts that are desirable. So I think it's going to be a nice swing back to to normalcy, and uh, chiropractics like that too. So you know, I think there's a lot of chiropractors and dentists. I was at a, a dental conference actually about a month ago. And the main guy was talking about that, where a lot of dentists and chiropractors are, are sitting on some money that maybe they didn't have or they didn't think they'd have going through a pandemic. And so now that we're on that other side of it, I know one of the questions that you proposed in the email and why I had you on was, you're interested in growing now and you, and you got a little money behind you right now. So detail that a little bit and then we'll go from there.
1: Okay, so the last few years... You know, I was I did an associate I went in practice right away on my Mm -hmm. own. That was a rough first year. Then I did an associateship. That was another rough year. I was a glorified CA. Mm -hmm. Then I came back to St. Louis, had an opportunity actually with the joint, which you know we can go down that road another Mm -hmm. time, but it was a great piece of my puzzle. It got me back to St. Louis. And as you know, from mm-hmm. going to Logan, yeah. there's a chiropractor every direction you look. So the joint allowed me, I was seeing a thousand people a month, 250 a week. And it connected me with a lot of people in the area. And when I left them, we kind of had a little blow up and I had about $500 to my name, I think, and a mm-hmm. and a credit card worth about 5,000. And I took a leap of faith. That was 2014. And uh, so here we are 2021 and you know, those days I was seeing 45, 50 a day. I know I can do that, but I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I'm at 20 to 25 a day. Yeah. I'd like to get to 30, 35 day to day. It's me and one other person. And so we have someone up front taking co-pays answering mm-hmm. the phones. They also handle the other side of our business here, which we'll talk about, but, yeah. um, the infrared saunas—they're—they're they're cleaning them, prepping them mm-hmm. for the next, you know, on the top of the hour. So they're taken up with a lot of stuff before mm-hmm. they can help me in terms yeah. of giving people heat, hooking them up to stem mm-hmm. patient flow in and out. So I'm still at 20, 25 a day. I'm exhausted at the end of the day because I'm yeah. doing everything for those patients.
0: Yeah,
1: we schedule about 15 minutes per patient. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out do I need full-time help as an assistant in the back? Do I need a rock star office manager up front that handles you know all the insurance stuff? And then I can find a CA in the back. Do I get a student from Logan to come in and help? Do I start really trying to get after it and get an associate in here? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of stuck on that. I'm at 20, 25 a day. I want to get to 30, 35, maybe 40 a day if I did have another doc in. Yep. And push the envelope there, of course. But I'm just stuck on this. I see uh, patients Monday through Thursday. I'll do some Fridays when I'm just really busy through the mm-hmm. week. I start a new patient on on Wednesday and just need them in one more time. But you know, that's seven hours, four days a week. I'm Mm -hmm. exhausted by the time Friday rolls around. I use that for my paperwork day. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to free up some time, not hit this burnout that I'm, Mm -hmm. that I'm quickly approaching. And I want to use this little chunk of money I got and find the best use for that.
0: Okay. So let me ask a couple of questions and we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. Are you in network with insurances or out of network?
1: I'm in network
0: in network. Okay. And then, so you're, you say on like Fridays and Sundays you're doing, are you doing the billing?
1: I'm doing all of it. I, I get it into office ally. And Mm -hmm. then my wife, once I have the codes and everything entered in, she'll go send them through the clearing. Okay.
0: Does your wife uh, work?
1: She's in here and Mm -hmm. she hates it. She wants to be here less. I want her here more. Yeah. And so, you know,
0: So happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. Right. So.
1: Yeah. And with summer rolling around now she's home with the boys. And so I'm really feeling the extra monkeys on my back not having her in here two days a week.
0: Yeah, definitely. One of the things I like to have chiropractors write out and depending on what phase you are in your career, it's going to look different, but you know, I like to have you write out all the $20 an hour tasks you're doing. Right. And that's something that I, I try to get clear on. And I, even at this point now, I still do some, which I keep on trying to chip away and chip away at it. But what are those $20 an hour tasks? And you, you get clear on those and try to delegate those out to your current team. It sounds like your current team is maxed out. They're and pretty it, maxed out. Yeah. So let's not add anything to them because it, from what it sounded like, the person that's there really is helping with the patient experience and i never want to chip away at the patient experience and so that's something that some people have an issue with where they load their front with so much admin stuff that they they really can't keep their head straight to to be present and uh, likable in in the patient experience component of things and so that's sometimes an issue if you have like we our front desk she's here a couple times a week when there's no patients so she handles certain things that are more, you know, she needs to pay more attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that's what some people can do. It also sounds like, you know, in an ideal world, we'd get your wife out of the practice and and that would be a good thing as well. So there's definitely a need for hiring, but it also could be hiring someone and also outsourcing the billing. Have you considered outsourcing the billing? Yes.
1: So we've actually, we spoke with a woman, we're going to hire, we're starting new software. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the process of putting all that together and and making it mine. And once that's completed, which is Mm -hmm. another thing, you know, when do I have time to sit down and do that? It's my fault. I I know I'm scheduling Mm -hmm. time in, but, um, that's the plan is once we're all up and running on our new software, we're going to lob that over to the billing okay. person. That would be she perfect. Said I, she would either come in and teach us how to do it. We can have her do stuff that gets denied. So we're not sorting that out on the phone all day. Yeah. Or she can do...
0: I would like for you never to do billing again. And I don't want to add it to your front. So if your wife can still handle some things. But in my, I think in my perfect world with the scenario of the money you have to invest in your business, which is a great topic because... You know, you, you could take, let's just say a, a guest number of someone as an opportunity fund of $70,000. And, you know, you could take that and, and, and put it in the stock market and get a nice return. Or you could go and renovate your kitchen and do things like that. But if you were to invest it into your business, the, the long-term gains of it would be pretty substantial. And it would, you know, solve the con- potential burnout that it seems like you're on the path to. So with that said, I like investing some of that or or all of it or 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 whatever amount of it into your your business because it's going to have great returns from a money and freedom perspective so i would i would outsource the billing and just get it out like you know in our practice we we enter the charges in for the patient and then it's taken care of out it's out of house from there so that would be something i would do and then it it sounds like a ca would be a good hire but let me ask some questions from there if if you had a CA that was being able to handle all the modalities and getting patients in the room, even training them on doing the subjective part of the note, if they're allowed to in your state with proper training, any of those things, do you think you could see more people in a Absolutely. day? Absolutely. Okay. So Absolutely. R- we're just going to use rough guesses here, but how many patients extra could you see in a week if you had a, a full time CA with you?
1: I would say that would allow me, if I had a full time CA, mm-hmm. I could see four to five more a day. So on a four day work week, let's say, you know, 20 yeah, let, more a week. Let's 15, go 20.
0: 15. Yeah, let's go 20 office visits. Guesstimate wise, unless you have the exact number, how much is an office visit worth on average in your practice? On like, average, you
1: know, Cigna is $26. United healthcare is 45. So I usually yeah. just kind of split that and say mm-hmm. 30 to 35. I do do some PI,
0: which will bring kind of
1: use our numbers. Yeah,
0: that's fine. And that's what I like the office average number, which is simply if, if you took the last, say, six months or a year. Yeah, if it's strictly
1: an adjustment, I would say probably $32. Okay,
0: but let's move it up because of the PI. Let's say it's $45 uh, okay. on average. Okay. Let's do 20. We're going to do per week times $45. That's $900 a week. Let's times that by 4.3 since some there's usually a couple, two or three extra days in a month, that's, you know, an extra $3,800 a month. I know hourly rates of pay are kind of going up a little bit, but it wouldn't be more than that, right? Right. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com/chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com/chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base. Right? Chirop is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes, and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about. And Cairo really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans, and see what they're all about. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. So, the person technically pays for themselves and a little bit more, right? And then what it allows for is the practice to see more people and then you really focusing on the things you're fascinated and motivated, right? Yeah. And so now we've not only the person's paid for themselves and a little bit more, you've also outsourced the billing. So, you're not in the basement on Sundays doing that. And I'm sure you don't like doing all the modalities and all that kind of stuff. Right.
1: I'd love to never have to touch another East end machine.
0: Exactly. So (laughs) sometimes it's even more than the money, right? It's you're, you're, it's a, it's a freedom of relationship, a relationship away from East end.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm a chatty Kathy. And so mm -hmm. as we try to cut back on that, it's, you know, when I'm hooking them up to STEM, that's another opportunity to mm-hmm. get caught in another eight-minute conversation about cousin Tommy who yeah. got a new dog. And mm-hmm. while I love that, I understand that that's not how I get to 35 people a week or a day. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And so, you know, let's now take you know the the seventy thousand dollars we have that we could invest in growing our business, and let's say you know to would you say right now your profit and your cash flow each month could handle the 3870, even if it didn't bring in new patient or extra office visits?
1: Yeah, I could. we could probably make that work. Okay, so it'd be close. Other things for sure.
0: Yeah, it'll get a little tighter, but yeah. at least we're not going into the, into the red because it could take a little bit, a few months before you start increasing your office visits with the extra freedom, right? But you got a little bit of runway. So... And a lot of these scenarios, we use the extra money we have as just a a buffer, a protection. It's a, you know, it's an asset that's there in case it, 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 we do go into red a little bit. But there's a solid chance by hiring the CA and even outsourcing your billing, you're not going to have to dip into that seventy thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's obviously a good thing. And now you're starting to build this team around you that can grow more. And then once you get you know, it could be four, six months, seven months. Once you get really smooth with that, and cash flow is back up again, and you're you're profitable each month, and you still had that seventy thousand in there, then that's when you can make other decisions, right? And you can go one of two ways with it, right? You could keep it strictly growing the business, or I like to, t- and I've talked about it a couple of times in the podcast, but with my coaching clients, I talk a lot, a lot about it. When I was in one of my strategic coach meetings i asked like you know what do you do with extra money when you've got everything else stockpiled you know you got your emergency uh mm-hmm. savings account your you know your, everything's good and, and you've got profits and you don't have to invest it in anything in particular what do you do with it and the, one guy in there was a financial advisor and he talked about the four buckets that he he always advises on and and that is one is your personal discretionary right if you wanted to, if you needed to save for a house renovate the kitchen, buy a new car, kids schooling, things like that that may be there, a big vacation. So you could fill that bucket up. A second bucket would be debt, right? So if you have credit card debt you wanna pay down or student loans or things like that, you can tackle that with extra money. The third would be retirement. So not that your retirement would be set at our age, but you're contributing at a healthy rate each month to meet your goals down the road. So you don't wanna fill that bucket. And then fourth is gonna be, you know business professional development, right? And so if we've hired the CA, we've outsourced the billing and you still have this money and you don't really need to fill any of the other buckets too much, this is where you can now keep on thinking of investing in your business. And your next question probably is like, well, what's the what's the next hire, okay? So let me ask a couple of questions to determine that. How's your current office space right now? Do you, do you rent it or own it? How's the size of it? What's the details of that?
1: I rent in about, I want to say it's 1500 square feet. I have three adjusting rooms Mm -hmm. and then I have three other treatment rooms where the other stuff is located. And then I have an office in the storage Mm -hmm. room.
0: So
1: pretty big space. It's affordable. Um, you know, St. Louis hasn't gotten ridiculous. I pay nineteen ninety a month for this oh, nice. hundred square feet. Okay. But that's another thing I was gonna ask is mm-hmm. do I hold on to this chunk and if a building comes up near me that's mm-hmm. you know, I've got that percentage that they're mm-hmm. wanting for commercial, which is yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm in two and a half more years here and I'm okay. trying to decide what to do after that.
0: Yeah. So that's where that's why I asked the question. And from a couple of perspectives, some of our audience out there struggles with their current space because it's too small to grow and Mm -hmm. so they're they're kind of squeezed into that where they they have the volume to hire an associate but they don't have the space for it do you would you particularly have the space for it in that office
1: to hire an associate yeah if i use mainly i work out of two adjusting rooms Mm -hmm. and i've got that third one is like overflow roller table uh, massage table for some PT stuff
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could just, you know, give them that room, put an adjusting table in there and just kind of say, here you go. Yeah. So that's doable. But other than that, mm-hmm. unless I got rid of one of our other, you know, I've got two saunas and then a salt booth, Yeah, the salt booth we could probably move into one of the other rooms mm-hmm. and free that room up for okay. some more adjusting because definitely higher profitability on the adjusting side.
0: Yeah. How, how is the real estate market in for purchasing commercial in, in your area?
1: It's tough because all the guys with big money own them all. I called there's one across the street, and by the time I could get the uh, mm. young agent to actually entertain my phone call, yeah, you know it's probably worth 450,000. and he told me if I could come up with a million, the guy might sell it to me. So yeah, it's the big guys in town that have owned yeah. them forever and they're not letting go of them. and they swoop them up before the rest of us hear about them.
0: Yeah, that's some of the challenges in big cities and stuff is that it's really a game for the rich commercial real estate in a lot of ways. So that's that's a reality. So you got to you got to understand that, too, right? Because I'm a big uh, proponent for buying your your office space because it does so, so many good things. Mm -hmm. But there is the reality in certain areas, the the margin that we have as chiropractors doesn't warrant being able to afford a one million dollar office space. Some yeah. chiropractors can handle it, but you know, you'll know you see plastic surgeons and orthodontists and all that, and orthopedists, they can handle that and, and do it, but it can be tricky for, for us. Uh, so I get that. So I just think you need to f- do a full assessment of that and say, yeah, I can make it happen, or at least try to make it happen, or it's just not in the cards mm-hmm. and, and make that determination and say, okay, I'm going to invest in my current space more by hiring an associate extending your lease probably things like that and i think you would you know having an associate would be good so but to to get to that point you know in my opinion step one would be outsourcing billing step two would be getting a great ca like a really good one hire slow and fire fast okay step three would be to, or actually step Step one A, B was get your wife out of the office. Step three is determine the reality of actually being able to buy uh, commercial space or not and go that route. And then once you've increased your office visits to the point where you said you could by freeing up your time and your, your schedule is maxed out now and you increase new patients and it's the point where you don't have enough room for patients and you're losing out money because you can't get them on the schedule for a week, you know, that type of scenario that happens. Uh, Once you get to that point, having that money available to hire an associate would be good. And there's a chance, again, your cash flow can cover it already. There's a chance it's close, but can't. And that's where you'd use some of that money to invest in an associate.
1: Fantastic. Yeah.
0: I, I think that really would be the game plan for you. If, if you're looking to really grow this thing and Absolutely. yeah, cause some people are happy and content and I'm not here to challenge that to anybody, but I know with our exchange of email, you, you want to grow. And when you do that, you always got to make sure you're uh, buying your time as well and freeing yourself up.
1: Yeah. Nothing. I'm guilty. I've been comfortable for a year or two mm-hmm. and I realized that nothing I don't thrive when I'm comfortable. I need to be, I need to be pushed a little bit. Yeah.
0: Comfortable, comfortable is comfortable. Right. And, and it's, and people are wired differently. Like I, I sometimes just, I, I I yell at myself because uh, I'm in a, been in a very good place, but yet I keep on pushing the envelope and it's just like, why do you just keep, why do you keep doing that? (laughs) But it's just how I'm wired, you know, and I I can't stop doing that, but at the same time, There's a lot of us
1: out here that appreciate you doing that. So uh, thank you. Thank you.
0: And I I put a lot of, I would say I can't do this by myself. I put a lot of good people around me, whether it's internal team members or outsourcing and, and things like that. So there's definitely a strategy around doing that. And that's where I think you could get to is where when you're adding team members, some people cringe because they're worried about managing people. But if it's all done the right way, it's amazing how it frees things up and you can go on a two-week vacation and the practice is still generating revenue. Great. Um, yeah. So it's important. Okay. Um, any questions on that?
1: I think I've, I got it. You know, it's all, you've definitely cleared some things up for me. We've thought of all that. It's just, it was a matter of, uh, you know, on that other side of our business, mm-hmm. it yeah, does I wanted generate to set-
0: Yeah. I wanted to segue to that. So tell us a little, tell our audience a little bit about that.
1: So, you know, I had a lady a couple of years ago, great woman, powerhouse businesswoman, Mm -hmm. started this infrared sauna business and it was the first in St. Louis. There's a bunch of competition now, but yeah. After about two years, she decided the brick and mortar wasn't for her. Mm -hmm. And you know, she was renting for me. So it was helping me pay my rent at my old location. Yep, and uh, she came to me one day. And she said, "Cam, I want to move to LA, and uh, I'm going to get somebody by these saunas." And I said, "Well, yeah, I'm not super comfortable with just some random coming in, so maybe we could figure out how to do that, and they mm-hmm. could continue to pay our rent and our overhead." Yeah. So I had a number in my head. I approached her. She threw out the exact same number, and we did a deal. And so, overnight, we obtained, you know, for what that. Those saunas bring in anywhere from four to eight thousand additional dollars a month, so
0: so it's quite an investment
1: quite an investment yep. you know I've made her basically one month's worth of income is what she charged me for the two saunas and her book and her phone number. Wow, so you know, I've mm-hmm. got this other business where I can't you know we go to Colorado for a week every year, yep. and then we usually do one other week every year and i used to lose sleep over that but mm-hmm. last 3 years we've owned these i know i'm still paying my rent while i'm gone yeah and so that was the other in our in my email to you is do mm-hmm. i just keep trying to grow that yep. knowing the margins are better for what i'm doing but it's kind of nice making money without having to bend over the table
0: yeah so what kind of marketing are you doing for that
1: honestly you're mm-hmm. going to be i'm embarrassed to tell you yeah i don't market at all okay the Cairo side, we get anywhere from 10 to 20 new patients a month mm-hmm. just on referral. Yeah. And the sauna side takes care of itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't do anything on Google. We lob out a Facebook post yeah. every once in a while. I'll yeah. sponsor an ad quarterly just to put it out mm-hmm. in the universe that I'm looking for new patients. None mm-hmm. of them come from that, but they still <laughs> show up.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's about it. And it's yeah. rocking and rolling. I mean, we're busier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last year during COVID, we stayed open. And the saunas were just swamped. We were yeah. so busy with those.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And so that there, there's an opportunity again for investment, right? Investment doesn't always mean real estate, doesn't mean hiring, doesn't mean buying equipment. Sometimes it means just really putting together a, a solid marketing strategy with a little bit of ad spend and and testing it out, right? And so you could yeah. say, you know what, I'm going to play with eight to ten thousand dollars for a six month stretch here we're going to get clear on our messaging for it we're going to do good content around it and we're going to spend x amount on a google ad and we're going to run facebook ads to our patient base or even around the area and and monitor it and see what it what it's doing right i would i would venture a guess that you would easily get your money and if not make more so that's something you could consider as well because again those things don't take your manpower and it's scalable. If you maxed out the schedule for those, is it two saunas and one salt? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Two saunas if, and one salt, baby.
0: If you max those out, like what could the revenue be in a particular
1: month? It's tough because with two, we stay pretty full. Yep, We've never really felt like, you know, sometimes January when it's 19 degrees out yeah. we'll wish we had a third one but we're supposed to break the heat in the record on friday here in st louis so i don't think that we'll be very busy on friday yeah so we've kind of, it's the same with me mm-hmm. i'm as busy as i feel like i can handle yeah so do i i need to hire a head of growth and get that person in here mm-hmm. and then do your marketing campaign you know, knock that, knock the campaign out of water. But same with the saunas; it's kind of uh we definitely market more during the summer. We yeah. don't have to market it all over the winter. Mm-hmm. So it's do we do we hire or purchase ahead of that growth, and then get after it? Yeah. Or do we get after it where we are running on fumes and yeah, and, and purchase more?
0: Well, where you got to be careful. This is where. Accurate decisions are important is that if you're close to maxed out already without spending, then you'd what you may not want to hire a person to blow it out of the water because there's no room for it. So it's like you you there's not enough room left for more money, more revenue in that that would warrant paying someone three, four, five thousand a month to to head up marketing on it. Mm-hmm. But you could probably outsource some ad campaign strategy to a group that could spend a certain amount and especially run specific campaigns during lower season things like that that could help smooth out those valleys and, and grow it even more and it doesn't sound like from a space standpoint you could you could fit any more equipment is that correct
1: that's correct
0: yeah so that's where you get challenging and then that's where Someone would argue, then, okay, in two years you probably need to go rent a twenty three hundred square foot office space mm-hmm. if this is maxed out, and then just keep on pouring fuel on it, because otherwise space is becoming a revenue uh, limiter, and and that's where I always want chiropractors to think about their space and is it limiting their revenue? And if it starts to really do that, you're, you're really, you know, you're losing money in a lot of ways. There's that, there's that opportunity cost, right? Like. If you could make 20 on something and you're making 13 you're losing seven thousand dollars technically in an opportunity cost perspective right
1: yeah that was eye-opening in your podcast with the office design group yes i got a lot out of that one for uh yeah
0: that's a big one for sure like that happens so much and a lot of people don't know how to get out of it and they don't they just think that i don't have the space to do it and they just deal with that for 10 15 20 years Whereas if they bit the bullet and and made a change in space in 10, 15, 20 years, the amount of revenue that would have generated pretty substantial. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I think, you know, I would, I would look at the numbers on, on the, those services that don't take your time, see what more, what meat is left on the bone each month there. Is it worth putting $500 a month into a very good Google ad campaign? to generate another $1,500. So you got a return of a thousand. That's a good investment. If you have, if you have more meat on the bone, then you could turn $500 into two, $3,000 and something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Any questions on any of that? I hope that was helpful.
1: Super helpful. I appreciate everything. This is, uh, yeah. that's what, went in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you free yourself up and get away with those twenty dollars uh, an hour tasks, uh, you have more time to start really strategizing some of this stuff and putting together plans that start to bear quite a bit of fruit.
1: Fantastic!
0: All right, man, we'll have a great week, and I'm, I'm excited to see how you progress. So let's keep in touch.
1: Thanks, Doc. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the great content you're sharing with the rest of us, and good luck to you
0: too with all of that. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show.